Hello and welcome to the Slow Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Engelhardt, and this is the place for all things health and well-being for the busy mom of today. So grab a cup of tea and get ready to be inspired. Hello and welcome to today's episode where we will be talking all things how to boost your immune system. And today I'm joined by a fellow mom of two that holds certification in personal training, nutrition coaching, and functional medicine. She specializes in helping busy women uncover what really holds them back from being able to lose weight. Things like stress, nutrient deficiencies, hormone imbalances, and gut health issues. Please welcome Rachel Rotabi. Rachel, welcome. Thanks. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So great to have you on the podcast all the way from California. Yeah, other side of the world. (laughs) Exactly, what technology can do, right? I am super excited about today's chat because I feel that, you know, we're living in a reality that if we don't actively take care of ourselves, we're just basically completely destroying ourselves. So let's dive right into it and talk about how our lifestyle and our environment affects our immune system, really. Yes, such a a timely topic, I think, as we're looking to kind of re-enter the world a little bit from our pandemic. And um, yeah, there's definitely a lot, you know, especially from a functional medicine standpoint that we can do with basic things to really help bolster our optimal health, including our immune health. Um, And then some other things that we can even do preventively to get a better understanding of what the status of our body is so that if we do come into contact with the coronavirus, we'll have a better understanding maybe of like what our outcomes could be. So there's a lot that we can do and a lot, you know, in a world where it might seem like so much is out of our control right now, like our health is definitely one thing that we do have a little bit of control over. So something that we can work on. Yeah, absolutely. But can you maybe share, you mentioned functional medicine, how does that differing to a traditional medicine, you know, for everybody out there that is not really familiar? So the way I like to think of functional medicine, it is kind of a quote unquote, alternative medicine. Uh, But there are different institutions that are like teaching hospitals and that type of thing. Like here in the US, the Cleveland Clinic is a really well-known and respected hospital that has a functional medicine program within it. So I think it's a a field that is definitely growing and getting more reputable, especially right now with, you know, dealing with the pandemic and that type of thing. But basically what functional medicine can do is it, in a nutshell, helps us get our body back into balance so that we can really thrive. And we really honor the different ways, the different systems of the body work together. And a lot of it is really focused on the foundation of a healthy diet and reducing our stress because our stress, you know, stress does cause a lot of systems within the body to kind of go a little bit haywire, especially if it's stress that we're experiencing all the time, like chronic stress. So we work a lot with that. Um, but also it's a lot focused on gut health because so much of our gut health impacts so many different ways that our body functions and we can look, you know, it's very individualized. So depending on the person and what symptoms they might be experiencing and um, what their goals are, 
We might look at different things like what are the different nutrient deficiencies and work to address those, hormone imbalances, inflammation, which is also something very important to understand as far as um, immunity goes, and especially with the, the COVID infection and different things. And it also can be really helpful for things like IBS, autoimmune mm. con conditions, um, to help to kind of get the body a little bit more into balance to alleviate some of those symptoms. Yeah, I always say I always say that, you know, I don't believe in that there is one size fits all when it comes to, you know, living healthy or, you know, healthy nutrition or whatever, just because we are all different. We all find ourselves in a different season in our life and there is no one solution, you know, that will fix all our problems, basically. <laughs> yeah, and what might work really well for you might not work so well for me, like, for example, for myself, I once was using apple cider vinegar, which is supposed to be really good for digestion. It actually gave me a big eczema flare because mm -hmm. I found out I had a yeast sensitivity. And so, you know, it is very individualized yes. in terms of the things that are gonna be good for one person versus another, which is kind of another way that functional medicine might be a little bit different than traditional medicine. And definitely, you know, traditional medicine does have a very important place in health too, right? There's things like I used to work in the medical device field in the cath lab where people would go having heart attacks or heart disease, functional medicine is not gonna help you if no. you're having a heart attack, right? <laughs> but definitely cardiology can. So there's definitely you know time and place and they can work really well together too. Right, right, right. But what roles do nutrition, fitness, kind of slowing down are all playing in you know having a strong immune system? Mm-hmm. Great question. And it's so funny, at least in the US, I feel like this is not something that people are really focusing that much on versus, you know, other things and nutrition and stress, you know, stress management, both play a very important role in immunity. So one of the things that I focus a lot on in my practice, just overall is to understand the different things that stress does to our body physiologically. This is actually a survival mechanism that we have from back in the caveman days. So if there was a saber-toothed tiger, you know, we're cruising along and then a saber-toothed tiger comes on the scene, we would need to have a lot of things happen within our body so that we know to run and get the heck out of there. Right. So there are a lot of things that happen along what's called the HPATG axis. So it's the hypothalamus, the um, uh, pituitary, the adrenals, the thyroids, and the gonads. That's kind of along the axis where a lot of different reactions within our body happen. So with that saber-toothed tiger, what happens is, oh, we need that quick energy. So we would have an increase in our blood sugar and an increase in our blood pressure to give us that quick energy to get out of there. But in order for that to happen, there has to be a trade-off. So there are some things that get down-regulated. So those are our reproductive system because not that important in that fight or flight moment our um, digestive system, because not that important in their fight or flight moment and our immune system, not that important in that fight or flight moment, but hello, here we are almost a year into this pandemic. And definitely a lot of us have had, I think myself included, you know, <laughs> a lot of stress and different, you know, kind of goes in waves and things change every day. And so definitely, you know, from that alone, like the stress response, you know, so that is how our body was designed, but it was designed to happen in kind of this, like maybe two minute type thing. But now we're dealing with chronic stress, like 
to a level that I think we've never seen before. And um, in our modern world, I think it was already bad before, you know, the pandemic came along, but now here we are in the pandemic. So those shifts that happen within our body now at a, a chronic level, that's where we get a lot of issues with diabetes or hypertension, right? From those mm-hmm. increases and issues with digestion and it's issues with um, fertility, for example, from that downregulation of the reproductive system. And then of course the immune system. So that is, you know, stress can definitely be one of the triggers for autoimmune, um, but also, you know, stress just in general puts a drag on our immune system. So that is something, you know, ways we can figure out to manage our stress, even in this crazy time is so important. Um, so that, you know, that's one, like that's one big bucket is, um, you know, stress and kind right. of along with that is sleep because even one night's, you know, bad sleep increases our, our stress, our cortisol level, which is one of the stress hormones. Um, and also sleep is really important for melatonin production, which is a hormone that helps with sleep, but guess what else? Melatonin is also very important for immunity. So sleep and stress or stress management are really important for immunity. And then obviously our nutrition too. I think now, you know, now that we're almost a full year into the pandemic, one of the things that, you know, I think everybody in the medical um, community agrees is that inflammation is a a big uh, risk factor for bad outcomes with COVID. And a lot of the people that are having these worst outcomes you know, one of the number one underlying conditions is, you know, diabetes, right? This insulin increase in our blood sugar increases our inflammation within our body. And then we know that COVID is this really inflammatory disease that comes in and and just increases the inflammation even more, kind of similar to like an autoimmune reaction. So nutrition is so important right now because, you know, nutrition plays a big role in um, whether we are inflamed or not, right? So if we are eating a diet and hello, I think a lot of us have had periods of stress eating or you know, coping with our food and going to those comfort foods, like things that are high in sugar or processed foods, that type of thing. But you know, those really work against us as far as our immunity goes. So finding ways to make sure that we can reduce the inflammation in our, our diet And also there are key nutrients that are really important for immunity. Things like vitamin D. I think a lot of people know about that one. Also vitamin A, um, zinc. Mm. And so foods that really um, promote those key nutrients and also antioxidants that quench the inflammation is really important to get those in on a regular basis too. So what, what are some of the other things that we can do in order to strengthen our immune system? Yeah, well, definitely number one, making sure that we're really trying to prioritize sleep, making sure we're getting minimum seven hours, which I know as a mom, especially working moms, that type of thing can be a tall order, especially right now. But um, so important for our immunity to make sure that we're getting good sleep every night. So making sure, and one of the things with melatonin that's really important is that it needs to be dark in order for melatonin mm. to produce itself. So making sure that we're you know, practicing some good sleep hygiene and turning screens off for a good couple, at least an hour before bedtime and doing some relaxing things that are going to help us 
get into that, you know, restful sleep. So that might be reading or journaling is also a great way to kind of get your thoughts out of your head. So they're not waking you up in the middle of the night, especially gratitude journaling can be so helpful to kind of promote you know, stress reduction too. Right, right. I love that. I, um, I was actually never big on journaling and also like practicing gratitude. I'm like, what is that going to do to me? You know, like, you know what I mean? What a waste of time, you know, but then yeah. I gave it a try and it, it's just really unbelievable, simple, but so such an effective practice. I start my day by practicing gratitude and I finish my day by practicing gratitude. And also with the screen, I absolutely agree with you. I was, you know, I used to take my mobile to, you know, with me in the bedroom and, oh, I just quickly wanted to check something. And then, you know, one and a half later, I'll still be like scrolling and my eyes will be like this big. I'll actually be super tired, but I'll still be like scrolling, scrolling. So now I just made it a habit of, you know, turning off my mobile and just leaving it here in my office and, you know, don't even take it with me, you know, in my bedroom, because it's just a recipe for disaster. And I do fall asleep so much easier and faster. And I also Mm. sleep much better. Yes. See, it does work, everybody. I know. That's great. Yeah. I love that you said that you start and end your day with gratitude. That's amazing too. I mean, I definitely... For myself, like one thing I started a few months ago, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Gabby Bernstein. She's like a, I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of a meditation thought leader type person. I love her. Someone actually, I had a, a Reiki person that I was going to that recommended one of her books. So I read that and then did this manifestation challenge that she did in January, which was awesome. So yeah, I usually, I start every morning with meditation. Um, but I love what you're saying about the gratitude at the end of the day. That's actually something that we were doing um, for a long time around the dinner table too, with our kids okay. is like how everybody would say there are three things that they were grateful for. Oh, nice. And, uh, I hope that, um, there's a guy named Sean Acor, who's like a, I think he's a happiness expert. He was like, okay. a, he did a class in the calm app for anyone that, that uses that app. It's like a meditation app. Um, but he said, it's really important too, to make sure that those three things or whatever things that you're talking about gratitude wise, you know, you don't want to say like, Oh, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my house. Like you want it to be something that's very unique to today exactly. because having those thoughts like really fires your brain in the way of like being able to really experience that gratitude and the positive benefits of it. Yeah. Yeah. Usually what I do is in the morning, when I wake up, I think of three things that I'm grateful for in general. And then in the evening, it's always mm-hmm. three things that I'm grateful for that happened that particular day, you know, and it could be like, okay. it could be as simple as, you know, every like Saturday evening, for example, in our house, we do pizza from scratch, you know, and like the whole family oh. is involved. We prepare the dough. We, you know, my husband makes the tomato sauce we chop and this and that. And, um, you know, it could be just like super yummy pizza. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like be really grateful for like the simple things. And, um, but I do find that that practice really, really powerful. And I actually found uh, journals for kids. I have to check what they're called, Um, which is basically, you know, in playful way, they journal also, like they write three things that they were happy about that particular day. 
and three things that they're proud, you know, and, and stuff like that, which I think it's, you know, a really nice way to promote that, you know, mindset of, of also looking no matter what the day or how difficult the day was still to look for something positive and, and, you know, take that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I think it's so needed for the kids right now. I know yes. my daughter, my, my older daughter has been home from school for almost a year now and um, going back in a couple of weeks. So we're so excited, but <laughs> I can um, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's been really hard for the kids, honestly. Um, yeah those types of things I'd love if you find that link send it to me because yes I, I think it's great for the kids to have that too absolutely absolutely but what are your thoughts on all like the supplements out there you know do we really need to take anything or can we get everything that we need by nourishing our body with you know variety of real food Great question. I think honestly, it's going to depend on the person because it depends on what dynamics that you have at play that are kind of working against you. And maybe you need to take some supplements in the short term to be able to overcome some of that stuff to get the body back into balance. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, definitely as a, an, on an individual basis, um, and I'm not going to get into supplements today because, you know, <laughs> there's a lot, you have to look at people's medications, there could be contraindications, that type of thing. But I would say just kind of across the board on average, you can probably get 80% at least of the results that you want by focusing on um, stress management and, you know, a really, you know, healthy diet. So if you want, I could spend a few minutes and talk about like, what are some of the foods that can really help us right now? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Cool yeah. So, you know, in my practice, I focus on weight loss, but um, a lot of these things are, are totally the same, you know, for um, immunity as well, because on both of those, inflammation is one of the things that can really work against us. So both for weight loss, as well as for our immunity. So creating this kind of anti-inflammatory diet can really help us optimize our health. So number one, like we talked about trying to reduce added sugar that's in the diet and another couple foods that are more inflammatory are dairy and um, gluten. I think more so in the U S because some of the you know ways that we process the food here versus, you know, in Europe or other places, but, um, you know, those three foods, sugar, gluten, and dairy, I'll probably lump alcohol in there too, but those are all you know, very inflammatory foods. So trying to minimize those as much as possible. And then focusing on, you know, protein, that's going to be high quality. So, um, you know, the pasture raised organic meats, and then of course, like a lot of really healthy fruits and vegetables, because, you know, um, especially like leafy greens, for example, have a lot of antioxidants in them. Also vitamin C, which mm. is important for immunity. Um, but those antioxidants help to quench the inflammation that we might have in our body. So um, yeah, things like, you know, uh, kale is a great one, like cruciferous vegetables, also things like broccoli, kale, uh, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts those help fire this cellular process that we have called methylation that helps with uh, detoxification and positive gene expression. So um, really great to get those in the diet every day for zinc, you know, things like chicken and that type of thing. But if you're eating a plant-based diet, pumpkin seeds are a great source of zinc, very mm -hmm. important for immunity. 
Um, vitamin A can come from orange foods, which are high in beta carotene. So things like sweet potato, carrots, pumpkin, and let's see, we talked about vitamin C, vitamin A, and zinc. And then, you know, vitamin D, I think everybody knows about that one, right? So salmon is actually a good food form of vitamin D, but really the best form is to get it from the sun. So right. if we spend, you know, 15 minutes outside, actually, you don't want to use sunscreen because that blocks um, the receptors on your skin to be able to um, create the vitamin D. But getting you know, that time outside plus being in nature, right, is really um, helpful to us for our mental health too. So yeah, those are some of the key nutrients. And then focusing also on healthy fats that can help reduce inflammation. So omega-3s like fish oil is really great for that. Also great for um, brain health, uh, olive oil, coconut oil and avocado oil are all really healthy oils that we should be cooking with right. that are all anti-inflammatory in nature. So getting those in the diet too is really important. Yeah. And I think a lot of, um, you know, I think there's a lot of confusion around like nutrition just because there is so much, you know, so many type of diets and so many, you know, don't do this and do that, or, you know, cut carbs or cut this, or cut, this is bad for you. And, and I think that we're at the point where we're just treating food as the enemy, you know, mm -hmm. instead of seeing it as really nourishing our body. And really, yeah. it's not about like restriction or, you know, I, I tell a lot of my clients, if, you know, if whatever you're trying, like a diet or, or something you're trying to start, or you want to start and it has an expiration date, then don't even waste your time because, you know, you want to create these habits that will last you for life. And, you know, you know, once you start nourishing really your body with real food, you would know or you would notice how you feel. And then when you eat something that, you know, is loaded with sugar or, you know, fried or whatever, not as healthy, then you will feel it. You know, you will know that it just doesn't make you feel great. Yeah, definitely. I've had a lot of my clients experience the same thing yeah. for sure. It's like you take <laughs> things out and then you put them back in. It's like, okay, now I understand why. But um, yeah, I agree with you. And definitely making these changes something that's going to be sustainable is really important. So maybe you start small, right? Mm. And say, oh, I'm going to try to get two vegetables a day in. And then the next week, maybe it'll be three and then four. And, you know, kind of keep going that way. And right. just see, you know. Um, and also getting the kids involved too. Like a fun thing to do with the kids that helps is like that whole thing they say of eating the rainbow helps yeah. with making sure that we're getting all the nutrients and all the antioxidants in. So the darker, the deeper the colors, the more antioxidants are going to be in that food. So mm. when you can, if it's safe, like bringing the kids to the grocery store or, you know, to the farmer's market or have them pick like, okay, what colors are we going to have in dinner tonight? Like what sounds good to you and get them involved too. Yeah. I love drinking green smoothie. Like I prepare every day, you know, green smoothie and I love it. And my son loves it as well. And my That's daughter, great. she's just, you know, she, she is six and a half or almost seven and she sees the green color and she's like, there is no way I'm trying this. <laughs> you know, but my son absolutely loves it. And usually like on a Saturday morning and Sunday morning, I would always do like a smoothie bowl, like berry smoothie bowl, but I'll also include like a bunch of spinach. And my son loves this smoothie bowl. And the first time he helped out, he's like, well, what do we need spinach for? 
And I said, well, there is spinach in there. He's like, but this is so like pink, red, you know, like, really? Are you sure there is spinach in there? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so he was like super surprised. <laughs> yeah, all the things that we can hide, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And still make it pretty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's important to the kids too, the color, the texture, all that stuff. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But I know you're busy, so I do have one last question. What is the number one thing we need to focus on when it comes to boosting our immune system? So I think for me, it goes back to managing our stress Mm. because there is so much that can go awry from that. Um, it d- increases, decreases our immunity, but also like, it's hard to make good choices about our food if we're stressed out, right? So even in this crazy world that we live in, there are simple things we can do. I'll actually leave you with one tip, if I could, like one strategy that's super easy to implement for stress. So that Absolutely. is called box breathing. So box breathing, we just um, breathe in for five, hold for five, breathe out for five, hold for five. So maybe we could all do it together right now. So we breathe in. Hold at the top, breathe out, hold at the bottom. So you can just keep going around that box as many times as you need. That actually helps us get from that sympathetic fight or flight back to the parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system. So when you get in those tense moments, it's just a quick, easy tool that you always have with you that you can do to help manage your stress and then increase your immunity a little bit. Yeah, I love that. You know, anytime I feel like stressed out or I feel like overwhelmed because there's just so much to do, I just, you know, take a quick break, you know, take a three mm-hmm. like deep breaths and then I organize myself. Like I, you know, I make a plan. Okay, this is what I need to do. How do I tackle it? You know, and then it's all fine, you know? <laughs> yeah, love that. But, but I think that this is, you know, breathing is something that we're, so not aware of you know how when we get stressed out how we're not actually breathing really properly so I love you know I love that technique what you just mentioned and and um, I think we should all you know give it a try and next time we feel a little stressed out (laughs) but Rachel thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your knowledge and your experience it's very very much appreciated And to our audience, thank you so much for listening. And as always, I hope that you find value in this episode and you have a better understanding of how to go about boosting your own immune system. And Rachel, maybe you can share where we can follow you on social media or webpage or... So I have a Facebook group um, called the Functional Wellness and Weight Loss Community. So I usually go in live there once a week sharing, you know, something related to either functional medicine or weight loss. I also have a page of COVID tools on my website. So I'll give you that link. Oh, nice. So it has a seven day anti-inflammatory meal plan on there. There's a quarantine workout series of exercises you can do on your own and immunity assessment, a bunch of other things. So I'll give you that link too. That would be great. Absolutely. And you're also on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. It's Rachel Rotabi on Instagram. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. It truly means the world to me. I would love to connect with as many of you as possible. So let's connect on Instagram. 
You can find me at Slowvolution for your daily dose of healthy living inspiration. If you feel inspired by this episode and want to learn more about all things health, well-being and motherhood, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. This way the podcast can reach and inspire even more moms and moms-to-be. And make sure you stay tuned for the many upcoming exciting episodes. Wish you all a lovely week.